Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. saying that all roads lead to Rome. It comes, as you might expect, from the days when the Roman Empire ruled the world, and it's a way of saying that everything comes back to the center, whatever road is taken. If you and I try to tackle a task in completely different ways, ultimately the task will still be done at the end of things, no matter the method. In the New Testament times, all roads literally led to Rome, the center of the empire, as it was the political, cultural, and economical capital of the kingdom. Everything came back to the center, and in today's verses, this is true of the Apostle Paul and the Gospel. All the roads he's been on throughout his life and ministry have led him back to Rome to share Jesus there. Paul's story continues in Acts chapter 28, verses 11 through 16, which says, After three months, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods Caster and Pollux. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived at Regium. The next day the south wind came up, and on the following day we reached Puteoli. There we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters there had heard we were coming, and they traveled as far as the Forum of Appius and the Three Taverns to meet us. At the sight of these people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. So finally, finally, after chapters and chapters of build-up, Paul has finally made it to Rome. The Lord had told him he would preach the gospel in Rome, and we have seen a long and difficult journey full of riots and oppression and assassination attempts and imprisonment and travel and shipwreck, but finally Paul has arrived. There's a small but interesting detail in this last stretch of the journey. Luke writes that the final ship that bore Paul to Rome had two idols carved into its masthead of idols, and he stood against them already in the book of Acts, and yet here he is, a devout Jewish man who is sincerely and determinedly following Jesus, jumping onto a boat adorned with idols. This is something that Paul the Pharisee likely would never have done. He never would have associated himself with an idol in that way. But Paul the Christ follower seems to take a more expedient approach. Idols are not good, they are sinful of course, but they are also not to be feared. These idols on this ship ultimately are a part of the process that's going to help him share the gospel with more people, and so Paul is willing to put up with them. As Paul arrives in Rome, he's actually able to live a life of relative ease, considering he's still a prisoner of the state. He's not in prison, but he's living in a house. He's under house arrest. It sounds relatively comfortable. He's obviously able to meet with people and have visitors. As far as imprisonment goes, this is not so bad. Upon arriving, Paul thanks God and is encouraged. He is finally back in Rome. God's will has been fulfilled. In Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 1, which was likely written a few years before this reunion, Paul had written to the Christians in Rome and expressed his deep longing to see them once again, that he would be able to encourage them and them encouraging him. Now this deep longing has been fulfilled. All the hopes and waiting and praying and trusting and traveling and struggle have finally come to fruition and Paul is able to enjoy what he has longed for. For you to mull over today, what are you waiting on God for? 
As you consider Paul's long and difficult road to Rome, what does his journey speak to you about waiting upon the Lord? Thank you.